Have Them Podcast. My name is Jerome. We are back for another episode. I'm excited because uh, it is my birthday weekend. I have a four-day weekend this weekend, and it's really exciting because from basically here on out, like we don't really have any days off until I think it's Memorial Day. So I'm actually really excited about that. Um, but if the Eagles win, um, or when the Eagles win, um, there's going to be a parade. So like, if you are a Philadelphian, um, and you are not going to be, uh, you know, I guess on Broad Street when the Eagles win, um, there will be a parade. And I remember, uh, Jim Kenny saying that he was going to shell out however much money, uh, since this is his last parade, I guess, or his last like time in office or something, because interestingly enough, I think he was our president or not our president, our mayor when he was um, when the Eagles won in 2018. Like, I think he was our um, he was our mayor then. But he was like, well, th- since this is the last like go round, he's like, I'm going to shell out whatever and like, fuck y'all if like, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, so that'll be a day off for me, too. Um, and some people I was actually talking to some people at work and, you know, we're trying to figure out like, you know, taking off, coming in, like how we're going to do it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't know, like some people at my job actually do have to go in. Uh, if, even if there is a thing, because like, I guess someone has to be there for the patients, but like, no one's going to be at the fucking like doctor's office. Everyone's going to be at the, at the uh, parade. So yeah. And it's going to be like impossible to get to, you know, get there anyway. Like that doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. So, um, that is something that's coming up. Um, my week was pretty good. Um, like this podcast is pretty much just going to be me doing the media lab. Um, I don't really have a chance to look at too much news stuff. And it was just like a weird news week with like the whole, um, what was it? The balloon, the, the China spy balloon, which to me was weird. Cause like, I don't know why we left it like, why didn't we take it out immediately? Because it was, like, a couple days. Like, people recognized, like, our government knew it was there, but, like, the president has to had to give the order to, like, strike it down. And I'm like, that's, and it was just over some, like, Midwestern country, like, it, it just was like, what the fuck is this? So, it would make, it would be, I, I don't know, for me, it would make more sense if it was over, like, New York or something like I don't know for me that 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 that's just weird so um that happened and you know the Grammys happened um and I watched uh some of the clips of people accepting awards and things but um you know other than that I didn't really do too much else um or, or I or there wasn't too much else I should say in terms of news uh for the week so I just like I don't know I just and I also kind of needed a break a bit so um but yeah my week has been really good overall um I went to this gay bar called taboo um if you're not from Philadelphia it used to be located on like right off of Walnut Street downtown uh, like 12th and Walnut next to the, like basically next door to the Chipotle. Um, but it got moved. Um, and it kind of was, I guess, I don't know. The move makes sense because it's a pretty big spot. Like a lot of people tend to go. So, um, they moved it down the street to where this bar eye candy used to be, but eye candy had like some weird, like, I don't know. I might have been in there once when it was eye candy, but um, they had this weird like thing about racism or uh, from what I remember, it had to have been like something racist or something that happened and it got shut down. So uh, the. Well, Taboo then moved to that spot, so. And Taboo is nice. It's nice. They've, um, they've really, I think they're trying to make it since Woody's is like the straight bar now. 
um and Woody's and it's so crazy because Woody's was like one of my favorite bars like when I was uh first introduced to like being 21 and you know going out uh on scene and stuff um it was like one of my favorite bars because it was so like there was levels like there was different different things going on um and it seems like even now they're like trying to been growing um into different bars so it's like all one place but there's different bars there's like the main bar and then there's like this like classier smoky bar and then there's like an EDM techno bar, uh clubish thing on the second floor in the back and then in the middle there's like a more modern um I think they do uh or they used to do I don't know if they still do it but they do do like some kind of square dancing or uh hoedown or whatever the hell they be doing in there um and then they'll play like modern hits like Nicki Minaj and um Britney Spears, like, you know, they'll pay, play, like, more of, like, the modern hits, um, and it's, like, weird, because it's, like, a, I can tell that room is not for me, <laughs> um, it's just, like, going in there, I can just tell it's not for me, but I enjoy the EDM techno bar, and then the main bar downstairs, I have a crazy story I can tell y'all about my experience with Wood at Woody's, um, before I keep talking about Taboo, because I don't want to forget this story, and I definitely will, but, I was dating this guy for like six months and I had asked him if I, if, you know, he wanted to be exclusive because like we were going places everywhere. Like, I think this was like back in 2016, I want to say, um, cause I was working at a camp, uh, for, or the job I was doing, they had a like summer camp that certain amount of people could participate in um and so I was one of the people that was able to participate in the camp um and so I was able to like go on trips and do stuff with the kids and but for the most part like I actually had the summer off like I wasn't um you know the camp was like six hours a day like it wasn't anything that was like that deep and so I ended up dating this guy I met him in I want to say May, um, through that, like through Growler. So it was like, met him through Growler and we went on a date to this gelato place, which I can't, the name is escaping me. Like it's not even there anymore. It's like something else. So, um, it went to this gelato place and then we ended up like seeing each other. So we were seeing each other for a little bit. Um, at first I didn't know if he liked me or not, but, uh, we kept in touch, and then around June is, I think, when we started, like, dating more so or, like, whatever, and I was seeing, we were seeing each other all the time. I was going to his place, and um, we took a trip to New York. We went to Canal Street. Um, we went to the Gaberhood uh, in New York, um, and, yeah, we were just going all over, and we went to D.C. Um it was like, it was really nice. And he was really, you know, sweet and stuff at the time. But, uh, he, I asked him one night if we could be like exclusive or whatever. And so I, he was like hesitant about it. Like he didn't seem like he wanted to do it, like do it. And I kind of wish he would have just said that, like I could have taken it a lot better, but he said, yes. Um, and we were like, this was like two weeks in, in September. So like, I'm, you know, sitting up here thinking like, oh, wow, like I have a boyfriend, like finally, like at, this is like my first one. So literally like two weeks later, I remember having a really rough day and I was texting him and then he like just stopped texting me out of nowhere. So I thought he, you know, fell sick or like something happened. So um, I was like, well, what the fuck happened to this guy? And I you know, even went to his house, and what later on, my friend told me, like, I shouldn't have did that, because it's, like, a pop-up, but, like, I really thought it was something wrong, like, that he, like, something had happened health-wise, so, um, because I was, like, it just was weird that he just stopped texting me, and, like, thinking in my head, like, we're going out, so I'm, like, well, what else, like, or we're, like, 
you know, I'm like, again, this is like my first like committed like situation. So I was just like, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do right now, except like, see if he's okay. Um, and this wasn't that this wasn't like that same day. It was like, literally, like, I think by like Sunday, and I hadn't heard from him. So um, it was like Friday, I was texting him. It was Thursday or Friday, I was texting him. And then by Sunday, I was like, okay, I'm kind of worried because I'm like, what's happening? Um, he was an older guy too, like twice my age. So I was just thinking like something must have happened. I know he had health stuff. I had health stuff. So I was like, something must have happened. Went over. He was home, but he didn't open the door. And I was like, well, what the fuck? So literally I went out that following week. Um, it was like the last week of September and I went out, I wanted to go to, it was like the Latin, what he does is like Latin, um, what is it? Like, a, it was like a Latin night or whatever. Um, and I was like, Oh, I kind of want to go out. I think it will be fun. It was like a Thursday. I was off on Friday for whatever reason. Cause school was always like the kids in school are never in school. So I had a, I had a day off and then, um, went out with my friends and I was like, just looking around like, okay, this, this, this is cool. This is fun. Um, and then my best friend was like, wait, isn't that him over there? And I look and I see him like sitting there at the bar talking to some guy and he looked well, like he was dressed up. He was like everything, like he looked good. And I was just like, oh, okay. So I was so upset and I like went over there and I was just like, oh, hey, how's it going? And he was just like shocked to see me. And I was, I just was so like angry, but I was like nice about it. And I was like, are you okay? Like what's going on? Um, and he was just like, yeah, I'm good. Um, and so I was like, all right, cool. Like, I guess I'll see you. And then I, you know, left cause I didn't want to cause a scene. Um, and I, or I left the conversation and then I told my friends, I was like, I just want to leave because I, I didn't want to like stay at the bar. Cause I just felt so angry and just so, uh, sad and hurt and all that. So I left and then I like followed up and texted him about like that. And I was just like, okay, like you could have like told me if you didn't want to really go out. And he was like, oh, well, I was, an, I was afraid you were going to get, you know, upset or angry and blah 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 and I'm like dude you've never seen me get upset like it was to the point like I was just like you could have just said it you know so it um I had a thing with Woody's for a while like I was just like too like traumatized to go back there um so I just was like fuck it like I'm not I'm not doing it and then eventually I got to the point where I was just like okay I feel better about it and I'm over it and I think it took me like literally three full years to get over it. And I feel like it was, it took three years because I kept like doubting myself. I kept trying to like understand like the reasoning, like what I did. Um, I was just really hard on myself. So it took me like three years to completely get over it. Like, I think I was like, by like even to the point like six months later I was still talking about it like I think he'll come back or I think you know he'll come back around and I felt like I really was holding out for that and um I think after when I realized it was like a year it passed um I realized I think at that point I was like okay like this isn't going to happen so now I just need to kind of heal so and that was the shit that sent me to therapy like I'm telling you, like, dead ass, I remember, and I might have even told this story about how I ended up in therapy, but, like, and this was, this was it, this was the, this was the reason, so I, um, had already been going through so much, like, my mom passed, my dad passed, I'm gonna get back to Taboo in a minute, but this is, like, you know, I'm kind of on a roll with this, but, um, my mom had passed, my dad had passed in my early 20s, I ended up on dialysis in my early 20s, and then this breakup happened, um, the same year, no, the year after, uh, my mom passed, and I was on, like, ended up on dialysis and got really sick, 
Um, so this felt like for me, like my final straw, like I literally thought I was going to kill myself if I didn't like get help or find help. Like I remember I was just making myself throw up. Like I was cutting, I was not eating. I was, um, like my, I was, I remember I was like taking, I had a medication that, um, and I've never told anybody any of this because I just never really could say it out loud. Um, but now I feel more comfortable talking about it. But, um, I remember I had a prescription of like opioids that I had left over from a procedure that I had. And, um, I remember like not trying to overdose, but I just remember trying to like dull the pain and numb the pain. And, you know, when I would take, and this is why I can understand people that have addiction problems, um, really well, because I, I get it. Um, it's that feeling of like the feeling like you're disconnected from yourself. Like you're just, you know, almost like you're floating away from your body for a little bit um, because you don't want to deal with the emotions because it's too real. Um, so I remember I took like, like maybe like four of them, five or like what I think I took five. Um, and then I just remember like feeling that feeling of like, I don't know. It almost felt like being here and not being here. Um, and so that was like the thing that really made me look into therapy because I just realized I was like, if I don't do this, like I'm really going to be in some serious shit. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of like my, like, like sidetrack, you know, from this whole thing. And I don't even think I've ever, I didn't even tell my therapist that, like, I just was like, I don't want you to see me as this like really fucked up like person, but, and I should have told him, um, like looking back, I should have said it, but I was just like, I don't want to go to so, like a mental hospital. I don't want to be like in some fucking like, you know, 302 bullshit or anything like that. So I remember just not saying it. Um, but, and I think it, I lost like 10 pounds, like cause of the whole situation. But anyway, um, going back to taboo. So like, sob story aside. So I, uh, this past week, um, went to taboo. Um, I didn't go to any other bars or anything. I didn't bar hop or anything, but it was just so spurred a moment. Like I really wanted to go to a bar, um, or go out and, uh, really just like do something a little different on Wednesday. And so I saw that Taboo was doing trivia. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to have a few drinks and um, it'll be great. Of course, I got fucking wasted like on a Wednesday, mind you. Um, and that part I hadn't planned, but I was and I was able to get up to, you know, for work the next day. But um, it was fun. It was a good time. And I got I kind of was. I'm kind of doing stuff like that or trying to do stuff like that to like open myself up more and like be less shy around people because I feel like if I'm ever going to like, and I say this all the time, if I'm ever going to meet someone, I got to do it in person um, as opposed to like an online connection or whatever. Um, So I ended up talking to this group of guys, older guys, um, cause I noticed one guy was staring at me and, um, he didn't say anything to me. And I just was like, uh, okay, it was pretty crowded in, in, uh, in taboo. Um, I think that was the only floor that was open. Um, the thing about taboo and the move is that there were different floors before there was a first floor, think us and just a second floor, I think. And then there was like a back area where like the drag performers are like, if they had any shows or anything like that, that wasn't the back area of the second floor. And so since the move, I like, I like it now. Cause I feel like there's way more space. Like since it's at where I candy is, there's like a bunch of different floors. I forget how many floors. Um, I think there's like, two, there's like on the second floor, there's like the main, there's like the one side where they do drag shows. 
there's another side where they do it almost feels like a lounge on on the second floor and then go up to the third floor it's like a dance floor and then the roof deck which the roof deck is really nice i've been up there maybe twice and it's like really nice up there um but yeah so i went to taboo did trivia was failing at trivia um if, I, I I love doing trivia because it makes me feel like I like doing things that feel smart um, I and mean, that kind of feel challenging, um, especially because like I love Jeopardy and I love like playing trivia and like guessing games and things like that. So I was like, let me just let me let me try to do this. And um, this guy ended up like coming over. So the older guys, I'm getting like very like sidetracked before I get to this other guy older guys they were um they were like laughing having fun they weren't playing trivia of course they were just there um feeling the vibe it was pretty crowded so i was standing up at first um one of the guys was looking at me from the group of older guys and i was like okay why is he looking at me and i kept looking away um and then i saw a seat open up to next to this one guy uh he was an older black gentleman um not older older but like middle i mean he said i think he was 60 something but like he looked good like and that's the thing i love about um black people is like we don't we don't really look our ages when we get older if we take care of ourselves you know um and so he um we were talking for a little or we were talking a little bit i said hi first and then he said hi um and then we were uh chatting it up and then he introduced me to his friends um, the thing about like I noticed with older gays especially is that when they talk to younger people they always comment about how young you are um, and that makes me feel uncomfortable I had a hookup do that to me recently where he was just like oh you're he was like oh you're just a baby and I'm like you're 36 and I'm going to be 31 like that's only a five year difference that's not that 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 different so um, yeah, they were just, they were older, you know, than that, like, you know, older than 40, but like, yeah, they were just talking about, um, they kept mentioning like my skin and they're like, your skin is so good and you're, you know, but you're so young and blah, blah, blah. And they said any other, um, but I had a good time like talking to them. They were really cool. And then, um, I was really talking to, uh, the black, guy. I don't want to say his name, but like, um, he uh was going to a different bar afterwards and he was like well you know this place usually clears out at like 9 30 once trivia is over and then everyone goes to bar x um where i do want to go there but I, apparently they have a strip show on thursdays or something so i might check that out maybe mm, if not next week maybe the week after um but they usually have like some kind of a strip show or whatever on Thursday. So it was Wednesday. So I don't know what they usually do like during the week, any other time. Um, and then this guy came in and his name, I'm also not going to say, but he was from Australia. Um, and he was, uh, uh, he's Irish. Um, and you could really tell in his accent, like very, very Irish. He, um, apparently was really good at trivia and was able to help me out. So he was helping me answer some of the questions. Um, he was very friendly, like very, uh, you know, like he's giving people high fives, hugging them. Uh, you know, he was just very like, you could tell he was drunk, but it was also like an affectionate, like kind of like drunk. Um, and so we were like uh, chatting a little bit. Um, he was asking me about like what my type is. And I feel like every time guys ask me what my type is, I always, I'm like, I don't know what to say. Cause I know you mean physical like stuff. Um, but I'm like one day I'm just going to start listing. If someone asked me that again, I'm going to just start listing like all these like non-physical qualities, like being loyal and being like generous and soft and you know, all these like things that I really want in a guy, I don't really care about the, like, what he looks like thing, um, but yeah, so he was just asking me about, you know, what my type was, he asked me, and I, or, and I was also like, this is the other thing, 
<clears throat> this, was, this was the other thing. He was like, um, when he asked me what my type was, I was like, uh, I don't, I don't know. And he was like, do you like, uh, white guys that'll take care of you? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to turn it down. Um, if somebody want to take care of me, but I was going to, I should have been like, I wasn't thinking at the time. Cause again, I was drunk, but like, he was like, when he asked that, I should have been like, oh, you know, why? Cause why do you want to put your application in or like something like witty? I should have said something witty, but it was just like, I was so like shocked that he said that to me that I was just like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, so, you know, then he like, well, he was like, oh, I need to, I'll be right back. I got to take care of my friend, my friend, like, I guess he was like a home health aide to his friend. Um, and so he's like, I'll be back. He, he put a paper, uh, napkin over top of his drink, asked me to watch his drink and then left. And I stayed there for maybe like until 10 o'clock or 10, it was a little after 10 and I was like, I looked at my watch and I was like, girl, I got to get the fuck to work like in the morning. Like I, I can't like sit up here and like, maybe he comes back, maybe not. Cause he just seems so like all over the place. I just couldn't trust that he would come back. So I was like, I'm going to use the bathroom and then I'm going to leave. So, uh, I left and then got an Uber home and then I, I, oh no, before I left that's, so it was after 10 o'clock. It was after 10 when I was starting to think about leaving. Cause I was like, all right, I'm so drunk. I need to get something in me. I had like a shot of whiskey before I left. I had a double with, no, I should had a shot of vodka before I left a double whiskey and, um, a, like some frozen margarita mix that they had, uh, at taboo, which is really good. Like I, I think it's really good. Um, and it's pretty strong. So, um, I was like, oh, shit, I should probably get something to eat before I leave so that I can like soak up this alcohol so I can get up for work in the morning. So I had ordered some fries, um, and I was eating on the fries. And then when I was like, okay, I don't think he's coming back or if he's coming back, it's going to be later, later. And I need to go home and like get my shit together for work. Um, so I was just like, I'm going to go ahead and do that. And then like, we'll figure it out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think I've seen him there before. He, he's asked me if, um, he was like, I know who you are. And then I was like, you do? Like, I didn't, you know, I initially didn't remember. And I was like, I think I knew who he was because he was like really affectionate. The one time I went to taboo with a friend, I went to the bathroom. Um, I was going my, on my way to the bathroom and he like stopped me and, was saying something to me and I couldn't really, like, I wasn't really focused, um, about what he was saying. And then he like kissed me on my cheek and I was like, Oh, okay. Like I wasn't like, I don't know. I don't really get turned off by it, by stuff like that. Um, per se. Um, like it wasn't like, it was weird, but it wasn't like, weird weird and I think it's because he's kind of attractive so I wasn't I think that may be part of what it was so I was just like I don't really you know care um that this like man I don't know was kissing me on the cheeks now it would be different if he just kissed me on the lips or something I think that would have been different but um he just was like really welcoming that's just and like very extroverted but um yeah I was just like I can't think about like this guy's drink and like you know, guard his drink and things like that. And I was like, he's just gonna, like, he's smart enough to put like a cover on top of his drink. Um, so I think he's smart enough to just buy a new one. Cause I'm not going to be sitting here. So, I mean, it was interesting that he trusted me that to know that I wouldn't spike his drink, but, and that's like very, I don't know. That's like interesting. Cause I'm just like, you don't know me. Like, I'm scared that you would because, you know, you could and, you know, it could be a whole thing because I'm younger than you and you seem more like mature and like, you know, you come here and this is like your thing. Um, This isn't really like my thing. Like, I don't really I don't go out like that. So to me, I just was like, I I don't I, I, I feel it's interesting that you trust me enough to watch your drink. Like that's, 
that was interesting. Um, but yeah, so after that, I left. Um, I got into like 12th place with his help, um, which was great. I've never uh, won trivia before, so it was great that he helped me win. And maybe I'll see him again. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, I went to work yesterday, was just really like ready to go. I tried to do as much as I could, um, to get up, like to not have anything lingering to next week. Cause like, I want to kind of start next week on a, on a fresh note. So we'll see. I don't know about, you know, whatever, but with like the whole, the, the game and, you know, everything next week, how that's going to, um, well, the game was Sunday and then, you know, the parade and all of that. I have no clue, like, what's going to happen. I forget, honestly, I didn't go to the parade when the Eagles won the first time. So I'm very interested in, like, like, I want to go this time, I think. Um, but I also don't want to go by myself either. So I don't know. We'll see. I just don't like crowds. And I might, I don't know, I might have to drink just to get through it. Um, I want to go, but I just get so nervous in crowds. Um, I sound like a whole, like, I don't know, I sound like a whole alcoholic. But I promise, like, I really only be drinking, like, just to have fun. Like, that's pretty much it. Like, I'm not, like, I don't just be in the house... Like, sometimes I'll be in the house solo drinking, but, like, that's, like, if I'm, like, I don't know. I don't really do it, though. Like, that's kind of the, th- I mean, I do it, but I don't do it because alcohol is not my favorite. Like, I would rather smoke weed or, like, take an edible or something like that um, than to drink uh, more so because I feel like liquor just, you just feel so disgusting, like, after you drink. And if you have somewhere to go the next morning, it's like, well, I can't function enough to get to where I need to go, where I, I, it's going to take me, I like have to peel myself out of bed. So I'd rather like do an edible than have a drink. Um, but if it's the only thing around and it, you know, I'm trying to have a good time, then I'll do it. I'll have me a little drinky drink, but I do like, I realized too, though, I'm like, okay, I got to watch that too sometimes because like my family, I come from a family of alcoholics. So it's like, I don't know. It's very much in me to just do that. Like I'm very high functioning. Like when it comes down to substances, it's like very interesting. I just like feel like once in a while, I just like to let loose, you know? Um, but yeah, so, um, I guess just kind of talking about some of the things that I've like watched lately or, you know, consumed, um, as of late, I, well, one, I just want to start off by saying like that Paramore album is very fucking good. Uh, it came out today. It's called, this is why, um, it's 10 songs. It feels very much like a drawback to the way Paramore used to be. Um, like if you listen to Paramore as a, uh, I don't know, back in 2006, um, like their earlier work, it feels very much like that more so than like the newer stuff they've been putting out. And it feels like it's like, I've listened to it a couple times today and it feels like it is a album about, um, like what's the word? It feels like it's an album about, like, mental... Like, almost like the mental health and state of the world. um, Dealing with, like, the different things that are going on in, like, regular life. uh, And, you know, post-pandemic life. So, it's very good in that that sense that it feels so relatable. Um, And then, uh, what else have I been doing? Uh, I've been keeping up with 1,000 Pound Sisters. I didn't watch 1,000 Pound Best Friends this week, but I did watch 1,000 Pound Sisters, which was really good. And I'm so excited for um, Tammy. She's going to get her surgery, hopefully. I mean, she does because she like I basically she's posted like a TikTok and she looks thinner. 
So, you know, I, I pretty much know she's getting her surgery. Um, the thing that was, like, very weird, though, was, like, they were, like, oh, your house was broken into, which it was, like, her house was broken into, but, like, it was weird because I felt like, I don't know, like, I kind of felt like, wasn't, no, like, no one was checking on her shit, like, nobody in the family thought, like, let me go over, do some house, you know, like, her rent's still being paid, so, like, let's go do some checks on the house, like, let's, or the apartment, like, let's make sure everything is good, you know, I know they live in, like, royal, rural, I can never say the word, rural, bumblefuck, wherever the hell, but, like, still, like, I mean, even for me, like, as a city dweller, like, family members will check on your house, like, if you're out of town, or if you're going away, like, you just have somebody come over to make sure everything is good. Because um, anything can happen. Like, you can have a house, like, an, a gas explosion or water damage, like a pipe breaks or something. So you always just kind of need someone to lay eyes on your on your place. Um, but, yeah, they were just like, and that's what was confusing me, too. Like, <clears throat> I couldn't tell if this was, like, part of... The Like, this was, like, you know how reality TV is very much, like, you can tell this is fake, you can tell this is real. I couldn't tell if this was real or fake. Because I'm like, so nobody put eyes on her house, nobody's going to pick up anything for her, like, no one's, and she's living in this facility, like, and I mean, to me... I kind of relate to Tammy in that way. And not in a dependent, like being dependent or hyper dependent, but like sometimes I just be feeling like, like with my family, I'm just like, can y'all like do a little bit more? Can y'all like do something else to like kind of support me in a way? Um, I'm, I'm just like in my brain, like, are y'all going to let her go back to that house? Like by herself? post-surgery like they're just very oblivious to like they're like oh we're gonna take you to the zoo even though your house was robbed tammy's like bitch i can't fucking leave because i have a trach in my throat and if anything happens like you guys aren't gonna know what to do it's just very oblivious and like very like i get y'all want to do stuff and be like nice or whatever but it's also like y'all got to consider where she's at and like y'all don't want to take on that responsibility you know if she does get really sick or die and it's like just like do some bare stuff like just check the house make sure her rent's paid make sure like you know like like she's not doesn't have a fucking like gas leak in the fucking bitch like do something you know just to support her and make her feel more like she doesn't have to like she can just heal like she doesn't have to like you know go through this whole like worry thing where she has to worry about everything just make shit a little easier on her like that's all like that's literally all y'all need to do you know so I felt bad um because it's just like it's, it's one thing after another after another and it's like she's finally getting her shit together you know so it just feels like what the fuck like it just feels so, I felt bad for her, um, I also, I mean, I also wish she would just talk to her fucking therapist, I feel like that is fake, like, that plot point is fake, because, obviously, like, if you want your therapy, you're gonna have to just, like, even if you make up lies, like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to be, not saying you have to, you, not, not saying lies to your therapist, but, like, if you really didn't want to talk to your therapist, but you know you need bariatric surgery, you say something, you know, like you have to kind of, or don't, you know, tell the truth, but like, don't like, you don't have to say everything, you know, and she's like, I don't really like opening up. I'm like, okay, well, do you want to get your stomach opened up so you can get that surgery done, sis? Like, you know, you're so close to death. Like you've cheated it so many times. Like you just kind of got to like, suck it up and do it so I was a little annoyed about that like her anger with the therapist I get angry too or annoyed with her with like her interactions with Amy because Amy don't be doing nothing to her like I don't know what it is why she just lashes out at Amy 
in particular like she doesn't do that with her other siblings at all um but she'll just lash out at amy and amy i appreciate like i appreciate her for recognizing like i can't deal with tammy today i i just gotta like i'm not gonna be the one to tell you i'm not gonna like about your house being broken into i'm not gonna have i'm not like she's putting boundaries up like i'm not gonna see her um today because i know it's going to be a thing and like this and the other i appreciate that because like the family of course like my family will try to be like well you got to put that bullshit to the side and you got to be there for her and this and the other and it's like well y'all don't feel the same trauma or like feel the same like anger or you don't get the same response from her that i would you know so I have to separate myself from it because I can't be the one that has to worry and tiptoe on, on ice on eggshells and manage her emotions, you know, when she's having those. So like I totally like that she's putting boundaries up. Um I for Amy, like in her whole like she's like really frustrating me right now because of her weight situation. And they were talking about how, if she like, you know, continues eating the way she could, she could rupture her, uh, surgery and, you know, she could die and this and the other. And she's, you know, just saying that like, Oh, I ate like pizza. And, you know, now I'm like really sick and nauseous. It's the same thing that happened to her with that damn Chinese food when she was eating that Chinese food. And she was like, you know, I feel so sick and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like, like I'm going to die and you know, all this and the other, like when she had gate, well, when she was pregnant with gauge, I'm like, sis, like you literally have to stop eating like that. Like you can't just eat anything you want or eat as much of it as you want. Like you literally have to understand that like your stomach is smaller now. Like it looks like I know she's gaining weight because of the baby, but like, it just looks almost like she's on her way to gain her weight back. So, and I don't know what she's going to do about, cause she wanted a girl, but they told her she's going to have another boy. So I don't know what she was going to do about that. Like, I don't know what she's going to do about, cause I feel like in my brain, she says, this is it. Like baby factory's getting, you know, closing but i kind of feel like she was they're going to want to try again for another girl so that's my prediction i think that that's what's going to happen um what else <coughs> oh i'm proud of crystal he's like doing his thing and i like uh that amanda and misty have been like on a team mission working out and um doing stuff like it together like i feel like i like that they've incorporated the families like their whole family more so into the show because it makes it more interesting like there's different there's new characters like you know versus like the first season when it was really just them two um so it feels like there's more going on um in each episode but yeah I forget what the cliffhanger was for this week. I I really do. Um, like, I can't remember what it is, but uh, we'll be tuning in next week. I'm trying to think. What else happened? What else? Um, I also been... Oh! Oh! So, there were two documentaries I watched. Um, I watched one on... The, uh, it was called The Way Down, so The Way, W-A-Y, Down, but it was about uh, The Way Down, W-E-I-G-H, uh, their cult, um, their, they said church, but I'm, I'm saying cult, um, and how that whole situation went down with Gwen Sham- Shamblin, and how she like created this church called The Remnant fellowship and um how she basically told them like you have to be a certain weight and you have to lose weight in order to like be close to god and if you're you know if you're fat you're basically you can't be in this church um and people actually went along with it and they were trying to like lose the weight and like really like trying to push 
this narrative that like of basically all it ended up being was they just pushed this narrative of um portion control like that's all it ended up being like it wasn't nothing special um i remember she they, they said something about or she said i think when um said something about how like people need to bow down to uh or stop bowing down to the refrigerator and start bowing down to god um and that was all that was crazy to say um what else what else there were so many people that like left it wasn't i i kind of went in thinking it was going to be more crazy than what it was like it wasn't it didn't end as crazy i mean it's still around the church is still around to this day but it didn't like it wasn't as crazy as like the drink the kool-aid situation like it wasn't like that um the i guess gwen shamblin um she just like after she created this church and was just you know trying to play god and this and the other she ended up dying um in a plane crash with like all of the other church leaders basically which was very interesting and ironic um because i remember one of the members or past ex-members said something about how um she was leaving the church and she told Gwen and Gwen told her that if you leave the church, you'll be cursed. And, you know, you'll, you know, you'll face one of God's curses. And she was pregnant at the time, the, the ex member, and then she had an abortion or not. A, no, she had a miscarriage. And, uh, Gwen was basically like, I guess she thought Gwen was right about the curse. She was like, I lost this baby after I left the church. So I, you know, I guess, uh, you you were right, and she felt like really guilty about it, and so um, when she died, she was just like, no one like said anything about it. Everyone swept it under the rug, pretended it didn't happen, um, and it's just very interesting because they were talking about how like churches or cults, um, I guess specifically religion. Um, oftentimes ignores like when bad things happen to like their members because you pray for God to protect you and you pray to God to uh you know watch over you and this and the other and then for her to die in a plane crash is like well was he protecting you like you know what is that like what happened um and so it just like they basically like churches or cults will like I'm not trying to say like they're one and the same, but like it's similar. So like with the messaging being that like you're protected, um, nothing bad is going to happen to you or whatever. If you're, if you follow God's way or whatever, like then that means that nothing bad should happen to you, but something bad did happen to her and they choose to ignore it because they, it doesn't fit their narrative. Like it doesn't fit the narrative. So anything that, uh, counteracts the narrative or um would be proof to point to that, that like oh this you know that's not true they ignore it because it doesn't fit their narrative or minimize it because it doesn't fit the narrative <coughs> so i thought that was really interesting of a watch um i enjoyed it nonetheless I hate the thing that they're doing with these new uh, documentaries where it feels it's not like a regular documentary. Like, it's not like it's not the thing. Not I don't have the issue with like it being like more than one show or not or more than one like a series. Like, I don't mind that part, but it feels like they try to make it into like this like TV show format of like opening theme and like i don't know they don't just give you the stuff like they don't just give you the facts up front like there's a lot of like suspension like leave you in suspense and like trying to make you like guess and this and that whereas i just would rather just have the information you know <clears throat> so um that was good i saw another one on miss cleo that's on, oh, they're both on HBO Max, like, if you want to go watch them, but 
The Way Down is HBO Max and uh, Miss Cleo, HBO Max. That one felt more like a right, like a traditional documentary. <coughs> it was an hour long, or I guess it was over an hour long. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm coughing because I don't have enough water in here. I just have ice and I thought I had, had water, but the ice is being deceptive. Um, the thing with the Miss Cleo one that was interesting was that, and the things I didn't know, um, I didn't know she wasn't actually Jamaican. That was very, like, people are like, oh, well, you can tell a fake accent, blah, blah, blah. But when I remember Miss Cleo, when I think back to it, I was a kid. Like, I didn't know. Like, you know, I just was like, oh, okay. I don't know why, she, you know, I didn't, I think in my head, I was like, well, why would you do the accent if you're not really Jamaican you know what I mean it's like when when you look at Chet Hanks like why the fuck are you doing a Jamaican accent you're not fucking Jamaican so I I didn't understand that as I you know when I heard that that was she wasn't really Jamaican I'm like well then why do the accent um but then I found out that like or watching through like watching this documentary basically was just that people tend to like find more like people within the African diaspora to be more like, I don't know, quote unquote, weird or different, um, having some kind of mystical power energy, um, about themselves, whether it's good or bad. Um, and that tends to be more trusting, um, and how like a lot of voodoo magic tends to be like more of like, we think of the Caribbean, um, like Haiti or, you know, just like a crew, like we think of like that part of the world, like Jamaica, like we think of like that as being like, or those people being more connected to like voodoo and spiritualism, I guess, um, versus like, I guess an, a regular black person. Um, or regular African-American person, I, I guess I could say, or um, a black American. Um, we think of, uh, you know, people within uh, that aren't like me as, as being more of like connected to, even though I try to be, I try to be more connected to like spiritualism. But um, we think of like people that aren't like, you know, that if you looked at me on the street, you wouldn't think I was into like spiritualism. So, um, that was very interesting and how, like, they also were talking about the, ma the Mammy, um, caricature and how, like, she kind of fit that as well. Um, you know, given all these white people, all this, you know, like giving these white people advice, uh, advice, and then also being surrounded by them at like their parades and things like that. So it just felt very much, um, like a good black history month dive in um and then i didn't realize like when she there you know i knew about the lawsuit i didn't know all the ins and out of what the lawsuit was about but they talked about that um i didn't know it was two white people that were running the network that was that hosted the infomercials i forget what it's called it was like psychic now or something in 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 pn or something like that um, I didn't realize that the, it was two white men. Um, and then they were like, you know, talking about some of, you know, do we forgive Miss Cleo? Do we not? Cause she's, you know, dead now, but like, do we forgive her? Like, you know, how much of this was her fault? Like this and the other, cause she created the character. And I also didn't realize like people didn't know a lot about, or people don't know much about her. Like that is so interesting to me that like, she was able to like, kind of be so like she's like a very elusive figure like you don't really know too much about her like she shared some stuff with different people but they don't really know if it's all the truth or not like that to me is very interesting to kind of live your life in that way and then create this character of Miss Cleo and become this like really famous like notable tv personality and then to find out like you know also too like miss cleo wasn't talking to these people like 
you know, they actually had the people that were on. Oh, that's what it was. It was PRN. Cause I was thinking like per diem, like the fuck, um, it was a PRN channel, but, um, yeah, I was just thinking like about how, you know, like how people, I guess were kind of running this operation and it was a business and I guess I just didn't really realize it. Cause I was like, in the nineties, I was a fucking kid. Like I didn't know anything like about any fucking thing. So just watching this documentary was just very interesting um, to me. And I've really enjoyed it. Definitely check that one out. Um, if you can, um, I'm trying to think, I think that was it. All the things I had. Um, I do want to watch everything everywhere all at once. I'm like very upset that I've not watched that yet. Um, because I know it's won so many awards and it's really good. And I found out it's on um, Paramount. So I will watch it on Paramount. Um, I think that might be it. I'm trying to think. I think that might be it for shows. Uh, I didn't watch 1000 Pound Best Friends. But I stopped at the episode last week where they went on that. Uh, went to that boot camp. The fat camp. Um, and how. What's that girl's name? Ashley. She lied to them about that it was uh it's a fit farm and not an actual wellness retreat like that was kind of shady but i get not wanting to do it by yourself but bitch like i would have been so fucking pissed um for you lying to me you could have just told me and then i could have just made the decision on my own if i wanted to go or not like that because you kind of that's kind of what ended up happening and they all like were pissed at her for giving up um, halfway through their walk, um, which, you know, they had to walk a mile, which that's fucking nothing. Like, and so that to me makes me wonder or makes me like realize that I'm actually, you know, in a good spot, like versus other people that are like overweight and aren't as, um, mobile or not, they don't exercise or anything like that. Cause I was just like a mile is nothing to walk. Like you can, I can do that in my sleep. Um, so yeah, they had to walk a mile and that was, that was wild that she just gave up and was like, my back is hurting. Um, and then called her friend a bitch. Like that's, that was so fucking crazy. Um, and I don't know why she would act like that, but, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, this weekend I'm going out tonight I'm going to a wrestling match for it's like Penn versus um Princeton so the two Ivy Leagues going head to head in a wrestling match I'm going to that later I might go to this um event later on as well tomorrow I'm going out for dinner and then I'm going out to the bars I'm ready to be like out here like I want to be so outside right now I just want to like I don't know. I really want to like not be like so stuck in the house. Like I want to do stuff. I want to go places. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for tonight. Tonight's going to be, uh, good. And then tomorrow's going to be even better. Um, going out to the neighborhood, um, and going to veg. So I'll talk about that. Like talk about that next week. Like my experience with going, um, and then hell, that's it, I think. Um, oh, and then the Super Bowl on Sunday, I'm gonna watch that. Um, sucks that me and the Super Bowl have to share a birthday, but you know, I think about it as me sharing a birthday with Rihanna, which I enjoy better. And it'll be the first time with her performing, so and like for a while, so it'll be like a memory I can have. Um, might be going to my friends that day for that whole thing. Um, and then Monday I'm resting, I'm going to rest at somewhere along the line. I'm going to put this, I got a new desk. I'm going to put this desk together at some point. So it's going to be a, a full weekend. So with that, I bid you guys adieu. Um, if you have any letters, I, you know, still have not gotten any letters like since doing this podcast. Um, but send them together them pod if you want. Um, any advice or um, any kind of want to give like any kind of listener letters um, gather them pod at gmail.com you'll find me on the socials gather them pod uh, on twitter and instagram and that's it um, i will talk to everyone next week peace out